0: Hello everyone, my name is Brendan Maher, that noise you're hearing, is my ventilator, and thank you for tuning in to Bates, Turner's, They Were Not, my Star Wars podcast. Today, we're going to talk really briefly about the end of Darth Maul. Now, there are spoilers ahead. Spoilers for some certain Star Wars content, because we will be discussing where Darth Maul's storyline ends. So, just be warned. Now let's begin. It was discovered during the events of the Clone Wars that Darth Maul had not died at the hands of Obi-Wan, but had survived. And had been dumped on a garbage planet. Where he had basically gone insane. And his brother found him. Um, Darth Maul's brother, Savage Opress. Was sent to find him. Now, we learn in the Clone Wars the origins of Darth Maul. Darth Maul is a Zabrak Gathamerian hybrid from the planet Gathamer, the son of Mother Talzin, the leader of the Night Sisters of Dathomir. Mother Talzin was an ally of Palpatine until Palpatine took. Telzin's son, Maul, to be raised as his Sith apprentice. that is the origin of Darth Maul. Darth Maul's brother, we don't know if it's his half-brother or his full-brother, Savage, is sent by Mother Talzin to find Darth Maul. Or just Maul. Savage finds him on a junk planet and returns him to Dathomir where he is restored uh, to to physical health and some degree of mental stability. Though admittedly, Maul's mental state was pretty messed up for the rest of his life. And then, Savage and Maul set out to get revenge on Palpatine for abandoning Maul and also to become a real power in the galaxy. To Maul's attempt to establish himself as the new Sith Lord. And he and Savage and others went about causing chaos. Maul founded the Shadow Collective, an organization made up of various crime groups. And together they all conquered the planet of Mandalore. Very, very great story arc involving that. Also involving the Darksaber. And Maul becomes the leader of Mandalore. And the self-proclaimed leader of the Mandalorians. And of course, all his plans crash down around him because of Obi-Wan Kenobi, and also because of Palpatine himself. Uh, leading to what we saw in this final season of the Clone Wars, Maul's final defeat on Mandalore by Ahsoka. Maul is captured, but escapes. We don't really know what happens next. We know that Maul escaped custody and went back to his shadow collective and became the leader of Crimson Dawn, the criminal organization we see in Solo, a Star Wars story. And, of course, at the end of Solo, Maul orders Kira to return to Dathomir. That's the last we know of Maul until the events of Star Wars Rebels. Where Maul is discovered uh, as a hermit on the planet of Malachor. during the events of that, which, by the way, the episodes called Twilight of the Apprentice, where we meet Maul on Mandalore, or not Mandalore, um, Malachor is some of the best Star Wars content, period. Maul escapes and sets out hell-bent on revenge on Obi-Wan Kenobi discovers Obi-Wan's location and tracks him down to Tatooine. And in the great episode, Twin Sons, Maul finds Obi-Wan and they face off against each other. One final time. Yep. Obi-Wan really tries to talk Maul out of it all consumed with anger is ready for the kill after a very Kurosawa style standoff where they stare at each other with their lightsabers activated they fight and the fight is over within 10 seconds yes you heard that right. A final fight. They clashed blades twice. And Obi-Wan slashed through Maul's blade. Just like he did on Naboo. Where he slashed through his blade. But this time his blade struck Maul and killed him. Maul tried the same move that he used to defeat Qui-Gon Jinn. Raising his blade and trying to hit Obi-Wan's chin so that he could stab him. But Obi-Wan saw through it, sliced through Maul's saber, and Maul was dead. In Maul's dying moment obi-wan was kind enough to hold maul in his arms and maul said to obi-wan the one that you're protecting because he knows about luke the one you're protecting is it the chosen one and obi-wan says yes and maul says he will avenge us and then maul died that is the end of Darth Maul. Okay, we're going to take a short break. When I come back, I'm going to give you my thoughts about this conclusion. As uh, just stay tuned for a word about our sponsor. And that was a word about anger. Okay. How do I feel about the end of Darth Maul? Well, you know what? When I first saw it, I was disappointed. Because I wanted a big, acrobatic, awesome, ultimate lightsaber fight. Okay. You know, it's the nature of Star Wars fans to want that. You know, yet again, it reflects some of the disappointment. Some that fans initially felt at the end of The Last Jedi because they wanted to see Luke do an awesome smackdown. You know, take Kylo Ren to school, big, awesome lightsaber fight. But no, Luke did something much more powerful. And in my opinion, much better. I believe, personally, that, particularly with the prequels, I think fans became accustomed to the idea that Jedi were cool because they could fight really well. You know. But, as Yoda had said, wars not make one great. what we see throughout Star Wars is that the greatest Jedi moments are not moments of violence. What are they? They are moments of defense. In Obi-Wan's case, laying down his life to save Luke. Um. Whether it's Yoda lifting the X-Wing out of the swamp. Whether it's Luke throwing down his lightsaber and saying, no, I'll never turn to the dark side. Choosing instead to spare his father. Those are the moments that define the Jedi. Luke demonstrated this in The Last Jedi by solving it without violence. Rey, instead of using violence on the Vexus snake, chose to heal it, just like she did to Kylo Ren. This is what makes Jedi great. So for me, after much deliberation, the final fight... Between Obi Wan and Maul, was perfect because it demonstrated that Obi Wan was truly the great Jedi. Obi Wan merely was there to defend himself. Maul was so full of rage that it consumed him, and that when he went in for the kill. He did so very rashly. And Obi-Wan struck him down because Maul was being aggressive. And not really thinking. It's the demonstration of what the dark side does to people. You recall in The Phantom Menace, another great Jedi moment is during the fight on Nebu. When the force field is separating Qui-Gon and Darth Maul. What does Darth Maul do? He paces back and forth like an animal. Waiting for the kill. But what does Qui-Gon do? Qui-Gon kneels. Closes his eyes and meditates. That is the Jedi way. This is the way. And Maul, so consumed with animal rage in his final confrontation with Obi-Wan in Star Wars Rebels, moves in for the kill and is swiftly defeated. Obi-Wan is protecting himself and he's protecting Luke. And he's protecting Ezra. That is what a Jedi should do. So the final fight... Between the two of them, in my mind, is perfect. Yeah, you know, as always, it would have been fun to see a big, flippy, flippy, awesome, acrobatic, dance-like fight scene. But you know what? That's not the Jedi way. That's not Star Wars. Star Wars is about the choices we make to either be good or be bad make a choice to help somebody make a choice to defend or make a choice to be aggressive and unkind and violent and full of rage you know it's it's the choices we are faced with every day null or rather Obi-Wan chose the high ground in this case, morally. And that was the end of Mole. Now, there's two things I want to talk about as we conclude. One, we learn in this scene that Obi-Wan thinks Luke is the Chosen One. You know what? That actually makes a lot of sense. Now, to be clear, just because a character says something doesn't make it true. So that doesn't mean Luke is the Chosen One. Though to be fair, it's still up for interpretation. But regardless, it seemed that Obi-Wan no longer believed that Anakin was the Chosen One. And we pretty much see in returning the Jedi when Obi-Wan's spirit talks to Luke. That Obi-Wan has really given up any hope that Vader can be saved. That Anakin can return. So it makes sense that Obi-Wan would think Luke is the Chosen One. Because Obi-Wan did not see that Anakin would return and fulfill his destiny. So that's an interesting little bit of knowledge that we learn in the episode Twin Sons of Star Wars Rebels. That Obi-Wan thinks Lucas the Chosen One. The second thing is. When they made this season of Star Wars Rebels. Which was season three of Rebels. I don't think they knew. At Lucasfilm that there was going to be a live action Obi-Wan series. Now if. Because I, you can bet your bottom dollar. And maybe I'm wrong. So maybe bet your bottom dollar is the wrong way to say it. But I think it's it's fair to say that they would have had Obi-Wan and, and Maul's final confrontation in the live-action series if they had known that they were going to make one. Now, that's just a guess on my part. Third season of Rebels came out in... 2017, I think. 2016, I'm not exactly sure. But regardless, I don't think they knew a Kenobi series was on the way. Or maybe they did, but... But I think it's highly likely that they would have made a... uh, The final confrontation in the live-action series. Okay. Would that have been cool? Yeah, yeah, that would have been really cool. I don't know, Ewan McGregor and and uh, Ray Park? Wow. You know, that, that could have been quite something. But I think that the temptation, this is my guess, the temptation would be to have the fight scene be really choreographed, really like awesome SmackDown prequel-style fight. And in my opinion, that just wouldn't have been appropriate. Because I think that what we saw in Rebels really demonstrates what rage can do to somebody, and also what peace can do to somebody. It's rage versus harmony is what we see in that final confrontation. And ending it with a... a Ending it without a bang. Ending it kind of with a whisper, I think is perfect. Yeah, it took me a little while to get to wrap my mind around it. To go, okay, I had to think about it before I could accept it. Because like a lot of fans, I wanted to see something bigger and better. But just like with Luke in The Last Jedi, the more I thought about it the more i realized that is exactly what a jedi would do jedi are not great because they're great warriors that's not what the jedi what makes the jedi great and i know that that's fun to imagine but who they have the lightsabers they have the force oh my gosh their fight is so cool that's really not what the jedi are about So I think a live-action series, The Temptation, would have been to end it with something bigger and more massive. So, I'm just glad they ended it the way they did. And, uh, And the final thing I want to add, as we conclude, I do not believe Lucasfilm is going to retcon it. Revels, as some questionable fans have suggested, that oh, maybe they can wipe that up, the, the what happens in Revels from the canon and replace it with something cooler in the live action series. Well, if they did that, that would be horrible, and I don't think they will because I think they're going to stick to canon. So those are my thoughts on the end of Mull. It ended, I think I had to think about it, but I enjoyed the way it ended. My name is Brendan Moore, that noisy hearing is my ventilator. Thank you for tuning in to Page Turners, They Were Not, my Star Wars podcast. May the Force be with you.